What is happening, everybody? No intro. Let's just get to it, as I have not done an episode since week five finished. We had week six. We had week seven. It's over. And now we are entering week eight. And what the heck has been happening in our league? We obviously see. We don't need a podcast. It's just always fun to talk about it. So as we go through it, first we'll hit up the standings. The last time we talked about Madden 23, we were saying, hey, don't pull the ripcord. There's still so much talent in that division. As we break it down, we're only going to talk about it for a second. We'll do some game recaps, and then we'll probably talk about NFL 2K23 division, the one with Mr. Glass, because he is playing so well. So first, as we get to Madden 23, ironically, everyone in the division, with the exception of Jacob, lost. So you have Nick, the defending champ at 2-5. and five. You have Eric, the defending regular season champ, at two and five. You have Austin at one and six. His team name is now the IR list. Everyone in that division, is there any that could still make the playoffs? Well, as we break it down through other divisions, as you look at Steve now at three and four, right? We kind of, at least me personally, kind of wrote Steve off after he had a tough start. He's won two in a row, right? When he was at two and four, both his wins, I think, were probably low scoring. I know one of them was. So it was sounding like, hey, you know what? His, his team's not going to be really doing too much damage. He's yet to eclipse 1,000 points, so he's not one of the highest scoring teams. But he's ahead of Brian, who, if you look at it, you go Trevor Lawrence, Josh Jacobs, Damian Pierce, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Pittman, Deontay Johnson, Devin White. He's got Dalvin Cook, who uh, I think – well, yeah, was on a bye last week. Jerry Judy, Devonta Smith, who was on a bye. He's got these talented people. As you look at it, you're like, holy cow, that team is I'm, – I'm comfortable riding into the season with that. Now he's 2-5. and five. We've all heard my spiel about 2-5. and five. I won eight straight – or I mean six straight to get to 8-5 and five and make the playoffs. We even have an extra game now. So looking at his roster – as he says, he's about to probably uh, maybe after this week. He said he's going to try to give it one more week and see if he can get to three and five and and pull this thing back. Um, we'll see if he starts selling. He's got over a thousand points, right? He's had. It's not like he's given up the most points as well. So he's had some tough weeks, to say the least. As he just lost, he scored one seventy five. That's enough to beat one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven people this week. He could have beaten seven people. That's a debate for a whole other time if we ever want to do the medium, the, the league medium. I am in another league where you have that, and that is basically, for any who doesn't understand, is whatever you combine everyone's score and whatever the average is, if you outscore that average, you will pick up a win. Some people don't like it. Right now in that league, I believe I am 8-6. and six. At one point, I think I was 8-4, and four, and then I lost the last – I, I didn't score the, the league medium, and also I lost to my opponent. The benefits of that is in these situations, Eric, who has lived in these high-scoring games and lost, you know, this week is one of the few exceptions where he did not score a lot. Um, but Eric right now at 2-5, and five, you, you, he, this week he might have gotten two losses, but you get something. It's just the win-losses get really, you know, you got to take in the fact that it's going to be two per week. But what it does is it, it allows you to – if you are a higher scoring team, such as Brian was this week, he would have lost to Christian, but he would have also picked up a victory. So he would be right now three and five, taking away previous weeks. So it kind of balances out to where if you are in the middle of the pack, 
you do balance more. Like I said, that's a whole other down the line if we ever want to go down that road. I have never, I've heard of it uh, several years. I've never pushed it because I kind of like the way most fantasy leagues are run. You go up against a team, your job is to outscore them. If you do not that week, as much as it sucks, and I see it frequently, where the number two scoring team of the week happens to go up heads up with the number one scoring team. I've had it happen to me in many leagues, and I've had it been on both sides of it. So, And we know Eric and has been on it. Jacob's been on it. We've talked about in the past where you know, they've had record losses in a year, scoring 200 and going against the other guy who scored 200 for the week. So we know it sucks. But throwing all that out, Brian, 175, loses to the 7-0 and Christian, Mr. Glass and company. With that in his division, who's to say Eric can't catch him, right? Eric's outscored him by over 100 points. The problem is Eric right now is, I, I want to say, is he number one? I think he is number one. Number one points against. Trailing him closely is Austin with 1227. Eric is at 1298. Eric has scored 1,119. So as I look at Nick and Austin's team, they can, you know, they're two and five, one and six. I don't see them in the same boat because they've given up Austin, not as much, but Nick has given up less and scored almost 200 points less than Eric, you know, almost a whole week uh, uh, of, of points. Eric has scored more. So I still feel like Jacob, this is his division to lose, right? He's got a four game lead. He's already swept them, so he's already got a game in hand in all of them. Even if he loses to Eric somehow at the end of the season, if Eric makes a run, he would most likely beat Nick and Austin, which would make him 5-1 uh, in division play. Eric's already lost, uh, I want to say, two division games. So, uh, you know, it depends how it goes. That would mean basically Jacob would almost have this division locked out. Not that he has. He can go on a streak where he loses a couple. I'm just saying when it comes to division play. So there's that factors out, but let's look at the people Eric would have to catch. Right now, he's only if if we take the top six, Dino Dan is three and four, and he's the sixth seed. Eric is two and five, and he is the ninth seed. So he literally just has to win one game and have anyone ahead of him lose, which is incredibly possible. Which also Eric still has several games in hand against these teams he's chasing. And he's 1,192. Dino, though, does have the tiebreaker, 1,193. So Dino is beating Eric by one point scored. But Eric's beating me by two points. So, And I'm the fifth seed. I'm only uh, two games ahead of him. So that's why I'm saying it is such a wide-open race. This has been one of the most, I don't want to say sloppy, but lower win seasons I've ever seen to where we are entering week eight and – the fifth and sixth seed are four and three and basically combined at seven and seven. You know, we've had it that were maybe the fifth and sixth seed are five wins and four wins, right? They combined for nine, only a couple games difference. But the fact that everyone is right there behind that, the number seven seed is three and four. The number eight seed is three and four. The number nine seed is two and five. That's super rare. That's why I'm not pulling the ripcord. I think that the division is almost, almost in Jacob's hands. His team is so outstanding. 1,300 points. Let me see if he's the number one scoring team. I think Christian would be the only one. Yeah, he's outscored Christian as well. Christian is at 1,277. 
Matt's team is at 12-13. But look at there who's in third place. And we're going to get into that right now as, as we finish talking about Madden 23. Nick and Austin is at uphill climb even to make the playoffs because they – Eric, like I said, he's right there. He's within a point. He's two points higher than me, a point within Dino. Nick is almost 200 points away from – from uh, both of us, all three of us. So he's got to have to have some monster weeks and get victories. So Nick and Austin, we'll see if they start becoming sellers. Brian is not up there in points as well, which is killer. Steve is not up there in points as well, which really hurts, but Steve's got that third win, right? Right now, Steve literally is a game out of, of the playoffs in the same situation as Eric. The difference is Elijah and Eric have much more points. So it makes it great. It makes it great and interesting for podcasts like this, for drama throughout the season, and to keep people into it, right? This is this is what we want. We don't want to lose, but when you can sneak out some wins and everyone you are chasing, other than the top dogs, which is Jacob, even Matt at team at five and two, and Christian at seven and oh. Three division winners, seven wins, six wins, five wins. That's what I like to see. And it last few seasons, it's been the top division winners and then maybe the second place team, right? Also is one game or tie with win-loss record. Not anymore. Not now. The closest division race we have right now is Elijah and Steve, both two games out of Matt, even though um, I want to say Matt's team won his first three games, which would give him a huge division break. Remember, we're talking divisions, and that's what it all comes down to. So that is it on Madden 23. We've already gone through them. Next time, we will talk more in depth on Tecmo Bowl. The only difference is Steve hardly listens, if ever. Uh, you know, Matt, we're just doing his team for him. Elijah doesn't listen. So it's only really Brian. And I, if he's two and five, I don't know how much Brian listens. Uh, so a lot of the people who partake and listen are in Madden 23's division and NFL 2K23. So Brian, if you ever do listen, uh, Steve, if you ever pop in, I will still talk about your teams. I just might not break down your division in depth like I do the other ones. So NFL 2K, before we get to that, let's get to the games. I'm going to go top to bottom from my phone perspective. Everyone, usually their team is at the top. My team's at the top. And that is 166 to 121. I was beating myself up all day. I played, got the Cowboys. I said, I'm going to play the Cowboys every week. I even played them against my Rams. I just said, you know what? With Parsons, with Diggs, they have big playmakers. You never know what you're going to hit. You could hit lightning, right? They, they might stink or they can go out and get uh, three pick sixes or force some turnovers. And for some reason, I just felt like they were going to do fine against the Lions. I thought, you know, they might go for 25. They ended up going for 41, but that just destroyed me all day because it looked like I could end up losing this game to Nick. And thank you, Kenneth Walker, for having that huge 75-yard touchdown run, which blew it open and allowed me to have some breathing room. And then the Sunday night game, it still was back. It could have been anyone's game, and uh, my guys outperformed the Steelers' defense, which saved me for the game. So I come away with a 166 to 121 victory. Could have been almost 200 had I played the Cowboys. You know, foolish me, but you know, I don't regret it. You take, and this is what I've learned through fantasy through the years. Don't beat yourself up. Don't second guess it. All week it was telling me, hey, the Broncos, I know Russell Wilson was going to play, but if you look, all three home games for the Broncos have been, I think, 30 points or more, maybe 28 on one of them, but it's 30. They are so good defensively at home. The Jets' offense has been atrocious, and it still was. They didn't do much. 
Uh, it was just because the Broncos couldn't score and turn the ball over. But this was the one week they didn't break 30. They were awful. Uh, but I, that's your gut. You go with your gut and you t- win or lose, you take it. And because if, if I did keep the Cowboys in and they did go for 25 and the Broncos went for 40, I would have been kicking myself. So just a tip. If you get an instinct, go with it. If it's wrong, you bite the bullet and take it. But there are times usually your instinct's telling you the correct thing. So tough loss for Nick. Get to the and like I said, he need he needs these. Uh, the next week we'll find out if Nick drops another one, and we'll go over the preview games. Uh, to hopefully tomorrow night. But if Nick drops another one, it's going to be probably season for him, which is tough. We've only had one other defending champ not make the playoffs the following year. Uh, although I'd have to double check. I think Brian didn't make it last year. Yeah, I think I I I, I want to say yes, Brian didn't. So Nick would be the third. The first ever was Matt when he wanted his his first season. Um, He failed to make the playoffs the next year. Heck, didn't make the playoffs again for like four or five years until last year finally. Um, And then last year, Brian was not only the the second champ to not make the playoffs, it was the first time ever in Brian's existence in our league where he did not make the playoffs. So double whammy. And no, so Nick is on the track right now of being the third guy. And there's no shame in that. You know, there is no shame in that. I'll take that. You get, if you said, hey, um, you're going to win the title, but you're not making playoffs next year. I don't know a single guy in our league that would not take that. I would sign up all day for that. Uh, so no shame in that. First one to ever win the Matt Rother Memorial Trophy. And I think it's fitting. So let's move on to the next game. Steve against Eric. There's no way when we start, if we would have did a, a weekly breakdown, and I apologize. I, I want to keep this as our league. I want to commit to it. I will try to get at least two podcasts out. I'm done with flag football. Um, but I am running a YouTube channel where I'm constantly trying to get new material to increase that. Uh, we still do sprints and runs, 5Ks with Samuel, uh, work on baseball with Noah. Uh, I still will do football practice every, so often to keep the kids in game shape. Um, so and then I work this time of season. You know, every day I'm getting off at 5.36. I have so many personal things going on. So I still will be backed up. But I am right now as I'm doing this, it's 11.58. And I've got to get up early tomorrow for a meeting. But I told you I would do it. I'm determined to do it. So I will continue to do that. Uh, so, yes, I will get back to the podcast. The, we- the weekly video will probably go up Thursday morning. Uh, I worked on – I was working on our league. And then I finished one for another league. So it's, it's a whole bunch of messes. Uh, but I am pushing all everything in for time because uh, I want to get it done. It's fun. Anyways, back to this. Had I done it last week, I don't think there is a shot I would have said Eric was going to lose this game. You know, I know Justin Jefferson, and that's huge. That's huge. Uh, in the other dynasty league I'm in with Brian, we went heads up. He almost beat me. I needed Justin Fields to have a big game on Monday Night Football. My team is 7-0 and in that league, and I'm number one scoring team. I had no Justin Jefferson. I had no Gabe Davis. So I was missing big – and th- those guys, especially uh, Justin Jefferson, they drop when they drop like 30 a, a game for you, that really hurts. And so Eric missing him, you could see with his roster. Aaron Rodgers, not, not great, but still double digits. Montgomery and Gibson, solid performances. They destroyed his uh, quarter, uh, running backs. I mean, Eric even picked up Slayton and not a bad performance. That was a brave move, and he got 14 points for him. Tyree Kill was the letdown, you know. If you'd have told me Lamb, what did they have? They combined for 31, and 
Eric's was 28. I would have thought Tyreek Hill alone would have got 28. I would have said, hey, give me Hill and Slayton. Slayton might get you eight, and Tyreek Hill will get you 25 to 30. They should do fine. Kyle Pitts, you know, what what are we going to do with him? I finally traded him in, in one league just because I, I'm just like, I give up. You know, I know he's going to eventually if he gets another quarterback, but I've gotten in huge debates with people on Twitter because they keep saying, I was like, dude, he can't. They they don't he Mariota loves tight ends and people said, Oh, where where's your stats on that? Has, has they never heard of Delaney Walker? Mariota's favorite target was Delaney Walker. So we know he'll use tight ends in, in the pros and he just it just doesn't happen. You know, five targets, five targets, three receptions. So Pitts, it's like you have to play him because he's got that physical gift and at any moment can break, but he's yet to do it. So that really hurt Eric this week. And then Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase were the two that took off. Higgins, not bad, 14. But if if Eric had if Higgins had gone off like Boyd or Jamar Chase, Eric gets the victory. So it was it was kind of a perfect storm. Matt Ryan was bad. The Niners defense met a buzzsaw. Kansas City played way better than I and anyone else expected. As Steve gets out, Steve has some 10, 13, 11, 16. Kittle, 21. Mike Williams, 21. Like, nothing on there. Jimmy G, 25. Nothing on there screams, oh, my gosh. Like, just looking at the roster. If you would have said Melvin Gordon and Edmonds are going to combine for less than 10 points, I would have said, oh, Eric's got this in the bag. Gibson, you know, Montgomery alone outscored them. So that's why when I go through all this, I'm like, Eric, this was one that really probably hurt. To me, if I'm Eric, this hurts more than when he lost 200 to 210, whatever it was. Because that one, you're like, okay, my team did everything they could, and I had bad luck. This is my team really let me down. The Niners let him down. Matt Ryan let him down. Kyle Pitts continues to let him down. Tyree Kill, you, you know, if like I said, if Je- Justin Jefferson's in there in here, he wins this game most likely. And no one on his bench. It's not like he played the wrong guys. No one else did anything on his bench. He had so many bye weeks with Knox, with Jefferson. So. Big win for Steve. Shocking win, but big win for Steve. So, oops, my phone just fell. All these things keep popping up. Stop bugging me. All right, next game, Christian going against Brian. And at one point, at one point, I want to say Eckler did not have 35. Uh, Chase was taken off. And what saved him, because at one point I remember looking going, oh, my gosh, Brian's going to win this. He's going to get to three and four. He's going to, you know really start a rebound and he's going to take down Christian who is, you know, six and zero will be seven and one. But what saved Christian was Mozart. Mozart should not have gotten that. I mean, no, no, he deserves it. I'm saying that's not what it was. I thought maybe Chase Edmonds could get a little work and maybe get nine. Mozart might get 10, but the fact that he got 23, Tua got almost 20 and Tua started out hot. It looked like he was just going to blow the roof off the place. And that was huge because Mark Andrews got less than a point less than a point. So it really looked like, you know, when Schultz outscores Andrews nine to nothing, almost, you got to think that's a huge favor. And then Deontay Johnson, 10 targets, only five receptions, right? If he had the night Pickens had, this could, this could be a different game. It just didn't work out that way. You know, Josh Jacobs, Christian survived the Josh Jacobs game because he had Austin Eckler, not as well, but almost, almost as well, getting 12 catches for and has two touchdowns, huge game to kind of keep pace with Josh Jacobs, which allowed Christian to come away on that, that Sunday night game and get the victory. Big victory, you know, and for Christian, 
I either want to see someone go run the table, go undefeated, right? And now he's seven and zero. We're going to talk about it. if he reaches eight wins, we are going to be on. Uh, and it wouldn't be fitting the Dolphin fan has an undefeated season. We're going to be watching for that. But I don't want to start talking about it until he at least gets to eight zero. The all time best start, right? Dino. Let me see. Does Dino play him? Can Dino control his own destiny? Let's see. Get out of here. They keep telling me all these waivers being processed because it's midnight. Nope. Next week, Christian plays Eric. Oh, huge game. That is a huge game. I cannot wait to talk about that. Week nine. Oh, there we go. There you go, Dino. If you're listening, Dino's member has there's, – there's historical things in our league, right? The longest winning streak over a two-year span was 16. The longest winning streak in one season was 12. Uh, the best winning percentage was 12-1. and one. We got the hottest start in league history, 9-0, and 0, which was Dino. And that one is – multiple records are in jeopardy here. You can have the longest streak ever in one season. Th- uh, can be 14. Heck, he can be 13 if Christian goes 13-0. and 0. You know, and with Jacob, on a personal note, Beating Jacob is just, it's, to me, I don't have anyone in the league that, it used to be Dino because he always beat me. We know the history between that. I don't have anyone in the league that I go, oh, I got to win this week. I got to win this week. You know, I don't have anything because everybody's beaten me. I've beaten them. Everything's been pretty even now. So uh, this season two started out 0-3. Last season, uh, the second half of the year, I got beat up by guys. So it's not like I'm like some juggernaut. You know, people can take me down. It's gone back and forth. So as I go through this, the only bit of joy I got was taking on Jacob, who was 6-0, and right? That was last week. I didn't get to talk about this. I have to bring it up real quick. Uh, Jacob, I know, listens sometimes. But Jacob was 6-0, and and the year I went 12-1, and my first game, week one, I lost to Jacob just by like 11. It was a close game. It was like 191 to 170, 171. It was a close game, and I lost that. Little at the time did I realize – and I didn't know it would have been some huge drama, um, but I would not lose a game until the playoffs, till week, uh, till after the bye week in the playoffs. You know that's a huge. That is uh, thirteen weeks later. I went before I lost. That is a gigantic span, and that ruined an undefeated possible season. And so when Jacob came in and he's six and zero, I had two things. One, I can stop him from matching my longest winning streak in a single season at twelve. And I can give him a loss such as he did. So he can end up running the table, right? And if he does, he will have the most wins ever in a season, 13, but he will not have a streak. So at least I took something. So I did take joy in that. I did not think, honestly, I did not just, not to say I don't deserve to win, you know, but when I'm talking about, I mean, like going through it, I mean, I won by less than a point, right? 157.99 to 157.20. He was projected to beat me 165 to 146, right? He was heavily favored. He should have. Justin Fields, you know, I got in the trade from Brian, went on to to have score 20. If you look back on my bench, do I if, – if Brian does not make that trade, right, if I do not get that deal where I get Justin Fields and DK – now DK Metcalf that week, what did he do for me? Where is he? I got to look at my roster. I thought he did nothing that game. Yeah, he had five points. So DK did nothing, but had DK, I not made the trade, I would have kept Pickens in who had five. So so that's identical. So then it comes down to, um, 
had I not got DK or I mean, uh, Justin Fields, I would have played Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson only got five. So I lose that game. I lose that game by 15 if that deal does not go down. So um, I'm, I, I know everyone's kind of dogging uh, Justin Fields, not now, but then I have been a big fan of him. So I totally wanted that deal. Uh, I like Fields. I still love his rushing potential, especially in a league like us where you get a five point. But that's the whole reason I went after Lamar Jackson his rookie season and waited till he played because not because he could pass because, you know, he can run. Uh, and that's always important. But what a gigantic win uh, for me. I'll take it. I actually went on to sweep that the hardest division in the league, uh, Madden 23. I would have if you gave me a thousand bucks and said, you know, I'll. I'll 10 to 1 odds, right? If I bet 1,000, you will give me 10,000. I would never, if you would have gave me $100 on $1, I would have probably taken that bet for a buck. But if it was 10 bucks, I wouldn't have bet $10. There's no way on earth I should beat Eric's team and Jacob's team is both better than mine. Nick's roster is better than mine. Maybe now it's hurting. Austin's team is hurting as well. And I've had a lot of luck, right? If, If Penny doesn't go down, Kenneth Walker doesn't take off. If Harris doesn't go down, Rashad Stevenson doesn't take off. If McCaffrey's not traded, you know, now I got Foreman and anyone else. So it's like those are the kind of things where it's it sometimes things just get lucky and just fall into your into your lap. So anyways, let's get back to the games. Week seven. Christian Kruger, big victory as Tua, like we talked about Tua, Eckler, Kamara, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase could have had a all time record game, but he got hurt and it was not as effective the second half. I don't even know how much he played the second half, but. When you get games like that and Mostar goes off for 23, it's okay. You can get away with Mark Andrews having uh, 0.4 points. So I can't wait to see that. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not going to talk about Jacob and Christian matchup other than to say I know Dino Dan personally would have to be cheering. Not only that because Christian's in his division and he's trying to catch him, but you got to think for a personal record, you're pulling for Jacob to take down Christian. And the fact that both of them can now have – could both – could be 8-1. and one which was we'd never had that, two 8-1 teams. So, oh, wait, did we? Yeah, we did, actually. Because Austin, no, no, no. Eric did have two losses at that time, I think, and Austin had one last year when they went heads up. But that would be a, a historical matchup if it's 8-1 or 7-1 uh, against 8-0. So we'll find out. One week at a time. We know in fantasy, just like how Eric's team totally should have uh, scored at least over 140 and only scored 127. You never know. But big victory for Christian is his team looks so legit. His team looks beastly. Him and Jacob look like they are destined to meet. Um, that could be a, a a championship preview. We'll find out. Get to the next one. This would have been great. You know, Matt's not around anymore. Always sad. Uh, but I miss these weeks when they go heads up. The greatest rivalry in our league and the trash talking was histor- hysterical. It's historical. And I miss how Matt this week wouldn't have had much to talk about um, because there's not much he could have done coming into this week as his team was ca- pretty much a letdown. Jacob's team dominated the performance as Patrick Mahomes was probably the one big bright spot. Travis Kelsey, you think would have did more. He did not. The Browns defense was pretty good. but. Mills played outstanding. Brees Hall, he did. Jacob, that, that hurt, does hurt Jacob. Now, the good thing is he does have some depth, right? He's got, we talked about some of the players he has. He can get away with it. He's got Barkley. ETN now is really going to blow up with Robinson gone. Not that he wasn't already, but even better. Uh, Olave, 
Robinson. He's got such good depth that he can survive it. But Hall was going to be a top six back for the rest of the season, if not better. So that is a gigantic blow to Jacob and his championship. You're like, do it next year. You know, not that you ever wish an injury, but this is the year when your team is so stacked that you don't want it. And Herbert played well. Barkley continuing to be, is, is he not our RB2? You know, so awesome. So awesome for Jacob. I hope, you know, this is, he has never won the title. So like I said, I'd always pull for someone who hasn't won it. To try, so we could try to get everyone to finally get a championship in the league. So there are no Detroit Lions in our league. But as you look at the schedule, Barkley's got some great games coming up. Love watching him. Um, so yeah, Jacob's team looks just monstrous. And Matt's team is five and two, right? They've still been elite. If you look at that, Robinson now in the Jets, he's going to take over. We'll see if you know how much him and Michael Carter share. Mixon, Mahomes. Cooks, Samuel. Samuel's been the one that's scaring me. I have not seen the same Samuel I saw last year. Is he going to get more carries? Is he going to be used less now that McCaffrey's there? Uh, Goff had a bad game. Stafford not being as, as well as he has. So the start of the season, Matt's team looked like, oh, my gosh, he could be a team going 7-0 and or 6-1. and He's still 5-2. and His roster's still looking outstanding. But I don't think he's on the same level as we're going into the season. I don't think his team's on the same level as Christian and Jacob. So big victory for him. One guy who is sneaky good and top three in scoring is Mario, who is coming for you. He is he is three games out of Christian, but we just saw Christian has – I can't remember who he plays next week, but he has a gigantic game going against Jacob, which would allow – and then he still got a game against Christian in the division later on. As he is four and three, Joe Burrow, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, right? Henry is looking outstanding now. Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper. Cooper's hit or miss, but still, Cooper is a, isn't he top 12? Let me look. 11, wide receiver one. Pollard, you know, we just need to get Darren Waller back and playing healthy. Going through this team, yeah, Buffalo's Bills defense. Roquan Smith has been elite. So Mario's team is sneaky good. 219 to 161. Austin's team put up a great performance, 161. He could have beat one, two, three, four, five. He could have beat five teams. Remember, Brian could have beat seven. Austin could have beat five teams. And so it's just one of those years where you're like, man, even when I have a decent week, it, Austin's team lost. Very disappointing is uh, Kyler Murray, Aaron Jones, big game. Jonathan Taylor, welcome back. Finally, he needed that. Lazard, not as good as a game we would have hoped. Najee Harris continues to struggle. Mariota, he's up one week, down the next. Patriots defense, not bad. So you go through it and you're like, okay, you know, his team looks pretty good. He's got McLaurin. But, uh, man, I don't know. He's he's going to need – you don't need to win out, right? When we have that extra game, he can get – you can get seven losses. And you could be seven and seven and still make the playoffs. But, man, he needs to turn it around. It's basically this point on, Austin can afford to lose one more game. From this point on, he's going to basically have to win uh, just about every game. And he's got Jacob. He still has to face. Who does he face next week? Does he face Christian? No, Christian and Eric. That'll be a good one. We'll see. We'll see. Eric's team has stepped up in the past, uh, especially last season, bringing down some of the top guys. We'll see. But big victory for Mario. If I'm Mario, man, I'm on cloud nine. Because I'm going, right now, there's only two people in the league who have scored more than me. And he plays Christian one more time. 
I don't think he plays Jacob again. So Mario can be looking at going, hey, I got to play Dino and Danny one more time each. And he's outscored both of us, right? He already beat me once. I can handle those. I'm trying to see who else he has to play. Does he play Steve? Does he play Brian? You know, as you look at these, he just beat Austin. Does he play Nick? So he's looking for these games where the opponents do not look as uh, powerful as him. He's the number one scoring team for the week. So, yeah, hats off to, to Mario. His team is legit. I think Mario's team has been overshadowed by the fact that Christian has a three-game lead and is undefeated. Jacob is just demolishing teams week in and week out. And in the past, it's usually been a two-horse race, maybe, or, or right? You'll have like a two-horse. Last year, last year, you know, you had Austin and Eric, that going on. You had Nick, who, you know, I started out hot, and then the second half fell apart, and Nick overtook me. So it became kind of a – at first, it was it came down to the second to the last game for us fighting for the division. So you had two guys fighting there, and it was close. You had Eric and Austin fighting all the way to the end. And then you had Dino and Matt fighting in that division. So you had these races that it was like no team felt like they were, oh, my gosh, like at no time other than Austin for his quest for 13, no team felt like, dude, they got it. It's locked. But you did feel those six teams I mentioned all made the playoffs. Those were the six teams through all the year. You felt these are playoff teams, right? I mean, the first two months of the season, it was my team, Nick, Austin, Eric, and uh Dino. Matt's team was really high scoring, but then Matt's would have terrible weeks. So you were like, hey, Matt, is Elijah going to catch Matt? That was it. You know, there was the top six and then maybe Elijah pull, trying to catch up from the rear. Everyone else was out of it. Everyone else was not. Remember, Christian's team was a pretender. He got four wins and was like four and two or four and one. And then his scoring, though, was not elite. And then his team fell off the map. And it was basically Elijah who had an opportunity. This year's nothing like that. This year it is. Christian and Jacob demolishing people. Matt's team at five and two is still really good. But even Mario is outscoring Matt's team. But we don't talk about Mario. You know, well, I haven't talked about much because I heard it in the podcast. But Mario's team is under a seven and O team and he, he's tied with with me. And he's he's his roster is better than mine. So that's why it's kind of like you look at it and you go, huh, you know, he's tied with two other teams. Um you know, Matt's team is better than his. You know, we talk about how, but is he really? Mario scored more than him. So I think those are the kind of, that's kind of how teams have snuck around the, you know, snuck around. Elijah has done that. Brian did that and then won the title. Sometimes it's good to be the team that's kind of off the radar. Eric was like that the first half of the year last year. After he lost a close one and then won, a couple of his wins were kind of low scoring. Then he took off. And I remember, I remember before we knew it, he was like six and two. And you're like, wait, what? Eric's six and two? And I go back to the, not that you have to go back. No one's it. But I'm saying it's in the podcast. I remember specifically talking about saying, you know, we haven't talked about Eric that much. His team is kind of quietly winning four in a row, then five in a row. Then it was, oh, dude, he just dropped 190. Oh, he just dropped 200. Oh, he just beat Austin. You know, oh, he, look at the people he's beating. And then it was, holy cow he goes on to win the division on a crazy Sunday night game and win the regular season title gets the bye week makes it to the final. And it was kind of like, then it, all the hype was on Nick catching up and, and being one of the top scoring teams and Austin and his quest for 13. We're all worried about Christian undefeated Jacob, who is going to have a big week in two weeks going against Christian. And 
here we kind of – and then Matt's team, who's been really big and then once in a while has a stinker like last week. And Mario quietly scoring 200. Mario's quietly being the third highest scoring team in the league, not hearing much from him. So it's kind of a good place to be, Mario, because you don't have a lot of the pressure and you don't have to worry about, um, like I said, feeling like, oh, if you lose, you got the weight in the world because it's tough. It's tough when you're going for those streaks because now you're, you're, you have to make sure every guess. I remember the baseball season, our first one where it was like, you know, baseball is different. It's an everyday thing, but trying to have that undefeated season, not lose. And everything was put this guy in. Should I play this guy? You second guess everything. And when you're just kind of doing your thing and just saying, hey, I feel good with this guy. You put him in. You don't care. You got a couple losses here and there and you just play your thing. It's a little less stress and easier because I know for me personally, uh, if I had that had that season where I was 11 and 0 trying to go for, I would have been second guessing. Oh, play this guy last sec. Do the last second change. Oh wait, this guy's got a better matchup. I got to go this instead of when I already lost to Jacob week one. Even though I was on that winning streak, it I never stopped and thought because it was no undefeated season. So it was just like, hey, I don't care. I'm going to play this guy and just go with it. So I think Mario's in a good spot. So I keep saying so. Let's get to our last game, which is Dino Dan with a gigantic. It's it's almost comical. Or you go, oh, he only scored 185. It's not 219. It's not 197. It's not 191. You know, it's okay. It's only 185. It's only the fourth time score for the the season. I mean, for the week. Um, but Dino gets to three and four. He needed that win because he started out one and zero and had a gigantic week one. He's had some injuries since then. The good news is. He got that victory with Christian McCaffrey doing hardly anything. McCaffrey's only going to get better each week. I think McCaffrey now is – he was already, you know, top five. He's number five right now. I think he dipped because he got hurt. Brees Hall's gone, so he's going to jump a, a bit Hall. I think Hall was ahead of him. But with McCaffrey now in San Francisco and you get him next year, that's a good deal. I, you know, right now I don't regret it because as I looked at my roster, I was, I was fine with McCaffrey, but I was like – what, you know, I want to free up contract space to me. When I made the trade, I was like, I want to free up contract space. I want, I'm going to have Stevenson, Kenneth Walker. Uh, I, and then everything else is going to be receivers. You know, I'm going to, I'm not going to run three running backs. Ironically this week I am, I'm playing Dante, For, Dante Foreman from Carolina. So I could have did, did that, but I just wanted to free up space and I made the trade. Had, had I known he was going to the Niners, I still would have made the trade, but I think I would have tried to get more. I might have said, hey, I want a first and a third, or I want a first and a player back. Because going to San Francisco in that offense, the way Jimmy G is just going to do screen passes, kind of like Eli Manning did to Barkley, I can easily see from this point on McCaffrey getting 60 to 70 targets. I mean, it sounds outrageous, but I could see it happening. And, and McCaffrey's just going to own light the, the NFL season on fire. So Dino Dan right now, let's monitor this. He is in fourth place, but in three weeks, right? In three weeks, I will not be shocked if Dino is in second place in that division. And we'll see. If Christian does lose to Eric, we'll talk about it. There is potential for him to lose to Eric, who's also a top six scoring team, and then take on Jacob where he could lose that. And now he's seven and two, and Dino could be five and four, and only two games out. I know it's a lot of ifs, but that's how it happens. That's what happens in these leagues where one minute you're the king of the world, next minute 
uh, you're handcuffed to the to the the pole like Michael Scott, you know, where he's I'm the king of the world. <laughs> but it happens quick like that, and so this division can get flipped. Not flipped. I don't think Christian's dropping out, but I'm saying you could see Dino Dan try to catch up, surpass me and Mario, and then still get to play all three of us towards the end of the season because McCaffrey is going to be so elite. I still wish – now, I wonder if he would have made the trade if Javante Williams Javante Williams didn't go down injured, right? Because then you're like, okay, he's got Williams. He could have had uh, James Conner. Did he really want to make the trade? Um, I'm glad he did because the fact that – I'm trying to remember, did he make the trade before? I thought he made it after. Either way, with McCaffrey and, and Cooper Cup and if Benjamin – it just looks like Dino, Dino's team, as we just saw with McCaffrey having a bad week and still dropping 185, has all the potential to make a definite playoff push. Definite playoff push. We could see Christian, Mario, and Dino Dan all make the playoffs in the NFL 2K23 while still seeing Matt, possibly Elijah, Jacob, Eric trying to make that push. He's the only one I see. And it's going to come down. If he loses this week, that's tough. Now it's going to be, oh my gosh, he's got to, because he's got to look at it and say, I got to play Nick, right? I know his team's doing better than Nick. He already beat Nick once, but I got to play Nick, who still has a good roster if they get healthy. I got to play Austin, who has a good roster when they're healthy. And I got to play Jacob. He's got to play them three times. And he'd have to beat them all three times because if he loses this week to Christian, he's in the same boat Austin is now, where it's basically, you can get in at seven and seven, but are you going to score enough points? And I think Eric can. But that's a lot of ifs. That's a whole lot of ifs. So that is it with the the 41 minutes. It is 12.25. I got to get to bed. So I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Drive safe. Um, And the next one I will see if I do it Wednesday night or maybe Thursday. I don't want to do three this week uh, because I need to sleep. Um, I want to do – so I want to say I possibly will do tomorrow or I might work on our video and get that done by Thursday morning. And then do the podcast, probably talking about Thursday Night Football, everything that happened. Hopefully, Lamar Jackson can take off and get back to the guy that he was for Nick. Um, but it'll, we'll talk about that game. And then break down all the matchups as we get going into week eight. So have a safe day. Drive safe. Yeah. Talk to you guys later. I hope you enjoy it. Peace.